Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. The Big Five is brought to you by Penske Lincoln in La Mesa. Good looks, elegance, sophistication. That's what it's like to drive a Lincoln in Penske Lincoln in La Mesa. Makes it uncomplicated and easy. Penske Lincoln, 8850 Grossmont Boulevard. And double-checking the fewest points that Luka Doncic has had in a game this year, 31. Oh, wow, okay. So he could be held under 30 for the first time this year. Well, good for that team. Yeah, Doing right. something that no one else can do. That's so. amazing. Yeah, that is pretty good. Number five. Now, this question I wrote at 5.30 in the morning because of my puppy waking me up. And so it's changed a little bit since we have talked to A.J. Preller. But according to MLB.com's reporter Jordan Bastian, the Cubs intend on making a one-year qualifying offer to free agent Wilson Contreras, which the Cubs did make known after the season. They have not formally taken that step yet because uh, they believe it's going to come tomorrow. But Contreras is likely to reject the offer. No official steps have happened yet for the Cubs. But, Chris, let's say if Wilson Contreras comes to town, who's going? If he comes to San Diego? Yep. Who's going? Uh, Austin Nola would probably go. They, w- they, they love Luis Camposano. So I would think Camposano would stay as the backup if they've got Wilson Contreras. That's what Where you're would asking, Austin Nola go? Oh, he'd find somewhere else to play. They would just downright DFAM. I don't know. What uh, they I guess they would there. try to trade him. Yeah, make, Why Austin Nola though? I, I'm not trying to trade anybody. Uh, look, we asked AJ Preller this, and uh, he shot it down. He shot it down. He he pretty much said they're really happy with what Austin Nola did at the end of the season and on into the playoffs. I just think that they could get an upgrade at catcher. If they, you know, Wilson Contreras would be an upgrade. And if they really did get Wilson Contreras, and I think it's a big capital I and a capital F. Yes. But if they did, then Austin Nola would probably be the one they would look to move, and uh, they'd want to keep Luis Camposano. Uh, they're projecting Jorge Alfaro to make $3.3 million in his third year of arbitration. He's not going to make any money with the Padres next year. He's not coming back to the Padres All right, next year. Kevin right. AC tweeted as much today. 
Oh, I didn't see that tweet. Yes. Well, uh, who goes? <laughs> I guess Salfaro's going if he's not coming back. So Alfaro's definitely not coming back, and I doubt he'd want to after the way they benched him the entire playoffs. Yeah, that that was interesting. Yes, it was. All right. Number four. Nevada governor, and I don't even know if he's still governor anymore because I saw that he was losing his gubernatorial race, Chris, and he, his name's Steve Sisolak. He played a major role in the deal that landed the Raiders as $750 million in public funds that went toward the construction of Allegiant Stadium and ultimately landed the Raiders in Las Vegas. He said over the weekend that that type of deal is not on the table for the current Oakland A's. The Raiders tax deal, which is a 0.88% hotel room tax in Clark County, was set up to recoup the massive investment. Apparently, it was a one-time thing for pro sports, the governor said. With uh, Vegas proving to be a thriving major league professional sports market, there isn't a need to offer additional tax money to the other leagues, Sisolak said. So uh, I'm up first. Sisolak went on to say, we, the state, can't build any more stadiums. We built one. Allegiant. We contributed to one. End quote. What Maybe are the that's eight- why he lost the gubernatorial race. He could have. Because <laughs> it was close, but he was down He, he was, was down, down a couple percent on the... Uh, What's uh, his name? Uh, Steve Sisolak. Sisolak. S-I-S-O-L-A-K. What are the A's going to do? There is only one thing that the A's should do, and that is stay in Oakland and force out that owner. Major League Baseball needs to take care of forcing out the owner. But they belong in Oakland. I do not believe that the A's belong in Las Vegas, and I find this to be a little bit snarky by Governor Sisolak saying, the only thing we're going to do is for football, and we got them their stadium. Well, with 77% of precincts reporting, Joe Lombardo has the lead over Steve Sisolak. Where does he feel about the A's coming 50 to, to 45. So maybe you should have checked out what Joe Lombardo thinks about That's why I didn't ask, that's why A's I didn't ask about Las Vegas, but what are yeah. the A's going to do? They have to find you a wanted, way to you, you stay just brought in this Oakland. Up. You just brought this up because you really want them to stay in Oakland, which I do. is kind of close to where you grew up. And you just I think have plenty of friends the that are, A's belong there. You know why, Chris? Because I saw a lot of people go through the Chargers leaving and still go through the Chargers leaving, and I don't want my A's friends to go through that. What do you think? I, I would think the A's have got to do a little better job. A's fans have to do a little better, better job supporting – that no, they're fed up. Maniac of an owner. They're fed up. That's why they're not going to games. Is because they're trying to prove that they are not going to stand for it. Yeah. Well, then they're going to maybe they're probably going to lose their team. That's probably what's going to happen. That's the problem. So Nashville they're going to have to put their. Right they're going to have to put their uh, their individual feelings aside and go to some games just to keep them there and hopefully move out that owner. All right. Number three. A report from the New York Post, Brian Lewis, um, is talking about why Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash did not get along. He spoke to an NBA advanced scout with years of experience who attended the Nets game against the Pacers on October 29th, which was three days before Steve Nash was fired. And this scout witnessed guard Kyrie Irving doing something he's never seen during an NBA game before. Quote, on 10 separate occasions, Nash called a specific play, and the scout watched Irving do something entirely different. The scout said he was shocked by Irving's open defiance of his head coach. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Nash would call something, and Kyrie would run the opposite. I've never seen anything like that. Chris, 
I've seen some rumors saying that Kyrie may have played his last career NBA game. Do you? Would you be surprised if Kyrie has already played his last career NBA game? I hate to say this, but I wouldn't miss him. He's he become more problem than he's worth. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's such a great player. When That's he's, the part. When he's you know when he's locked in and he's focused and he's you know in a rhythm and he's, he's shooting. fun to watch. He's a pretty fun player to watch the way he slithers and you know moves himself inside and gets shots away. I, you know, I mean, the guy's got an incredible amount of talent, but he's becoming more of a pain in the backside than he's worth. But do I think he's played his last game? No. I, but I think Brooklyn's done. I think, you think he's, Brooklyn's done. I kind of think he's done with Brooklyn. He'll probably rejoin them tomorrow now that I said that. But <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, there comes a point of, you know, where you have to just – what do they say? Fish or cut bait? Yeah. Cutting bait might be an option pretty soon with Kyrie Irving. I will say this about the Nets. Even though they have bungled a lot here in the last couple of years, they have been very, very patient with Kyrie. And well, that's because he's that good. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're willing to hang in there with a guy that's that great because you want him on the floor. But, I mean, if he's going to play the way he did in the game I watched a couple of weeks ago where he didn't even show up, just ran up and down the court for 35 minutes and went over and sat down and took a break and ran out and did nothing, then they're a lot better off having somebody that cares. Uh, the Nets have won their last two games without him. I, not saying that that's going to last forever, but I does think he wear an def- armband while he plays? <laughs> like Russell Wilson does. He not. obviously doesn't know the plays. So if Steve Nash was calling them out, and he wasn't running any of them. He just looks at his armband, Steve Nash, and he just says nah and runs his own yeah. play. What do I think? Would I be surprised if Kyrie has played his last game already? Would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he'll find him, like Chris said, find his way to another team in the NBA. But that team is going to take heat for taking him on. Yeah, they are. Well, you know, it's interesting. The Nets uh, made uh, Jacques Vaughn. Their, yes, they did. Their permanent head coach today took the interim tag off. Yeah. He's the permanent guy. That means that Ime Udoka yeah. is not going to be the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, as was wild, widely reported. Mm-hmm. Most people feel the reason for that is because the Nets already have a black eye dealing with Kyrie Irving, yeah. and they don't want another black eye by bringing in a controversial coach in Ime Udoka. That's what I was saying. The whole like, I mean, I know you were saying it too, but they were making some big. Um, reported missteps last week by yeah. bringing in a guy who's suspended I by think another they, team. I think they took the temperature of the community out there and the community at large told the Nets it. that, you know, we've already had to put up with Kyrie Irving and the things he's saying. You don't want to put up with a guy that's coming off the kind of problems that Udoka was coming off in Boston. Yeah. yeah. Number two. I was reading up on Brandon Cooks. He's on my fantasy team, and I'm trying to figure out whether or not I should drop him or not. Uh, but Does he play running back? No, he plays wide receiver. Oh, well, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I need a couple running backs. I need a couple wide time. receivers. But I, I came across something I don't think we have ever really talked about specifically. It was brought up in multiple news articles that Cooks liked posts with his name as a part of trade speculation during the time when he thought he was going to be traded. So, for example... He sees a tweet from someone saying, quote, hearing Brandon Cooks could become a dolphin. And then he likes that tweet. And then it sends Texans fans into a tizzy. But it got me thinking, and I'm up first. Should a player be able to like a trade speculation post? 
I think they should because the player obviously knows where they're going and what the information is and everything. And if someone's reporting he's going to be a dolphin by the end of the day and he for sure 100% knows that he's not a dolphin by the end of the day, then I, I think if he likes it, it sends the public into a tizzy and it's a fun little game for the player. <laughs> now, I think that the one one time you cannot like posts and and show your support is when they're trashing someone on your team or they're trashing someone that you you're on their side. You, let you me can't ask you this. Like, let me just, like, okay, go ahead. Let me just ask you this. This for an example. What if Eric Hosmer was still on the Padres and somebody tweeted out a rumor that he was being traded to the Pirates and Eric Hosmer himself liked that tweet? Would you feel some type of way? Uh that's a that's great a scenario. Fan. That's a great scenario. Would I feel <sighs> Probably, but I don't think that well, I would Well, then that be... answers your question as to why Brandon Cook shouldn't be liking tweets that include him potentially being traded because his own fan base isn't going to be too no. happy with it. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand firm. I think that players should be able to do this. All right. But if it said, if Eric Hosmer liked a tweet saying Brandon Drury is a terrible first baseman, if he liked that, then that would be a problem. That would definitely be well, a problem. Well, I think it's a problem to your own fan base if you're out there, you know, wantingly agreeing with trade rumors about you leaving town. He really wanted to leave town. <laughs> well, that's true. Brandon Cooks did, and apparently he's going to come back to practice tomorrow. Oh, thank you, Brandon, for gracing us with your presence after just sitting out a couple of games because <laughs> you were whining because you didn't get traded. You know why he's back in practice, Chris? Because he's going to get fined major money. No, not that. They excused him. Lovey Smith gave him a uh, coach's excuse to be out of out of the game, but he had like $18 million guaranteed hinging on him coming back Lovey to practice. Lovey Smith made a mistake. He shouldn't have given him the time off. Number one. All right. So we didn't talk in the Daily Gambit. I'm going to do it right here. But sports betting is going to have to wait here in California. Proposition 26, which allows Native American tribes to offer sports betting on tribal lands, was no earlier today when I looked at this. California Proposition totally no, 27 so. legalizes sports betting via agreements with Native American tribes. This was overwhelmingly no, like 80-something percent no. They were both about 70 to 80 percent. And I also got a DM from someone who's a little bit more in the know than I am about this uh, sports betting thing. And they said, why can I not find it? Uh Uh-oh, looks like the show's over. No, no, show's not over. Show's not over. Show's not over. It was... uh, the 10% tax, basically, in New York, they have to pay 51% tax on stuff like that. Ooh. So it would be more beneficial for California if uh, they wait to pass To wait this. and get a higher tax. Yeah, get a higher tax. They can negotiate for that. But I'll my question was, that. do you think we'll get sports betting in California in the next five years? Yes. Me too. I think they'll keep on trying until they push it through. All right. But not this time. That's it for the Big Five. All right, that is it for the Big Five. And uh, Scraby's going to take you through the final hour of the program today. So have some fun with him. He's got the A.J. Preller interview. And uh, who knows what else his mind will uh, come up with. I'll be back tomorrow with Scraby at 2 o'clock. But stick around. There's more Gwen and Chris ahead on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 